plates ready? This is Food School, Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Want to feel amazing? Love the way you look in the mirror and perform your absolute best in the gym, at work, and in bed? Well, in life, you're definitely in the right place. Food, it's you. It builds every single cell of you. And if there is one thing every human being must master, it's food. Because at the very least, eating, you do it every day, several times a day, every single day. You might as well get good at it. I'm your host, Angela Sharina from Create Yourself Dead Today, your personal nutritionist and plate watcher, your diet guide and explorer, your fat loss coach and food inspector, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion and obsession and curiosity for healthy food, healthy diets, nutrition, optimized human performance, everything and absolutely anything you put in your grocery shopping cart, your fridge, on your plate, and in your mouth. It's my business. Food School, on a mission to help you eat better daily. It's the last time I talk about food. It's the last time I talk about food. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. And today is definitely a bio about getting leaner. As I promised, today I will tell you the best, the most useful learnings from all my dieting experience. You know, if there is a diet that has good history or brought success to a lot of people and has some science backing it up, I probably tried it. And not just for a couple of weeks, but for months, for half a year, for years, sometimes like with keto, five, six years, uh, raw vegan diet also stuck with me for four years before I decided to quit it. And yeah, definitely learned a lot, learned uh, what doesn't work, what doesn't make sense, and also, you know, learn that how foolish sometimes we can be, all of us, when we fall in love with some approach that worked for us for some time, because a lot of things don't work all the time, you know, we change, what we do changes, our environment changes, and what works also changes, so I definitely learned how uh, faulty we are in that uh, falling in love with the idea that we like, and then not really seeing... um, all the evidence that might prove otherwise, not seeing all the signs, not seeing all the facts, or just being biased to interpret it in a way that suits our ideology or theory at that time. Um, uh, Even, you know, right now in keto community, um, I'm starting to see uh, more and more kind of like funny, myth-like, really ungrounded facts, quote-unquote, and different sayings, uh, even done by medical doctors or medical professionals. Uh, uh, You know, some some people who I actually admire say things like, or you don't need to eat anything but meat, and this is like the best way you do it for health, for life. But uh, the truth is, we don't really have any evidence saying that, like, no person living to 100 or even to 90 known to humanity was on a carnivore diet. Like there is no such person. Even Inuits who live in Canada, uh, where there is almost no vegetation almost all year round, even they eat uh, uh, t- uh, f- 
managed to find uh, different roots or berries or something else, something, some plant material that give me, give them um, some fiber during certain periods of the year. And um, so, yeah, definitely, you know, there are, and they're good meaning people. They just uh, want to help uh, as many people as possible. But sometimes, again, we all people tend to like fall in love with something and then think that that is the perfect thing that works 100% and everyone should do it. That is most often is not the case. So anyway, without further ado, let's uh, get to our episode today and talk facts. So what did I learn? Number one, calories always matter. And by calories, I do not mean, you know, calories. I mean the, I mean the amount of food. No matter what diet you own, vegan, carnivorous, zero-carb or low-carb, high-fat or high-carb, low-fat, raw-vegan, no matter what the diet is, unless you're purely on liquids, for example, that seem to um, help with weight loss all the time. <laughs> there is something about solid food that people need. Uh, anyway... No matter what diet you're on, the amount of food matters. Uh, I've tried, again, uh, I did raw vegan, I did uh, all, almost zero carb, uh, I did uh, keto for a long time, I did paleo, I did bodybuilding kind of diet. Uh, and no matter what diet I did, uh, if I started to eat more than my body needed at the time, uh, the weight would creep up. And uh, because I monitor it and weigh myself regularly, I never allowed it to go too much up. And I noticed, you know, the difference because I always track my uh, my calories or the amount of food I eat in one way or the other. Uh, so I was able to adjust it uh, so it doesn't bring me more weight or more health problems. But a lot of people do not do that. They like, or I'm going to just stick with it and make it work. Well, guess what? Sometimes it doesn't work <laughs> and you got to change something or it's going to make it worse. Uh, so uh, amount of food matters no matter what diet you are on. And yes, you know, uh, at first, a lot of times when you switch diets, you get this initial result, the weight loss or health, uh, just because your body adjusts and something changes. But then when once your body gets adapted to it, you stop seeing the results. And uh, if you start eating too much and your eating habits and your lifestyle uh, getting more and more like poorly designed, then uh, you're going to get some negative consequences. So anyway, calories always matter. The amount of food you eat always matters, no matter what diet you are on. You can eat zero carbs and, uh, and get fat and uh, you can get, you can eat zero fat and get fat too. Um, next one, what you can do matters much more than the best theory. Um, again, I see a lot of people, a lot of people coming to me for coaching and they tell me, I want to be on a keto diet, but you know, you got to coach me through it because I cannot do it. I do not seem to be able to do it. And the thing is, um, maybe keto is not for you or for those people. Like again, what's going to bring you the most results are the things that you can actually do. I'm not sure why you cannot do certain things, like maybe being on a keto diet or, or, or whatever that is. Like if you cannot do it for some reason, there is a reason. And this particular approach might just not be for you or for you now or for your body or your gut microbiome. Who knows? But again, 
what you can do practically day in and day out and what brings you result matters much more than the best theory out there. So keep that in mind next time you try some fancy diet that works for so many people. What you can do now might and will change. And you can do the same exact diet today and it might work perfectly. And then you try it in five years in, and that might not work at all. Either you won't be able to do that or it just doesn't work. It just doesn't bring results. And that's a normal thing, guys. Our body changes all the time every day and our lifestyle changes and a lot of times our environment changes so what you can do right now will change and it will change because our body never stays the same and as I, I like to say nobody's getting younger that is a guaranteed <laughs> truth unless we find, find out some um, fountain of youth but that is not happening uh, in the near future number four there is no best diet approach. You gotta optimize for something. You know, the other day, uh, I probably told you about that. I posted this on social media that uh, muscles is not the only muscles are not the only goal. And what do I mean by that? In, on, in every area of your life, in every stage of your life you have a certain goal and getting muscles or losing weight or um, running the most miles, whatever that is, it might be your goal for now or it might not be. There are millions, I mean, not millions, but there are many, many goals in fitness and uh, health uh, that you can optimize for. So for example, myself, uh, my goals for now, most energy and uh more productivity mentally and physically and just feeling good when I wake up and also optimizing for longevity. So for example, if I train and something starts hurting and my goal is to live the longest, so I probably stop doing that and do more recovery until it stops hurting because this thing that I'm doing uh, is not essential. Like for example, I used to jump rope uh, very a lot. And then my ankle started to hurt and I didn't know exactly what it was, but it felt, but it felt like it was inflamed and it was red and uh, it just didn't feel right. So I stopped jumping and it went away because jumping was not, I didn't want to, you know, get into any details because jumping was not essential to my life and my health was more uh, important and I changed. And so the same is diet. If you're goal is to maximize muscle mass at this moment, I don't know, you're getting ready for some bodybuilding competition, then yeah, eating often, eating a lot of protein uh, might be a good thing for you, for your goal right now. But to live the longest, probably not. You probably want to fast a little bit more. You probably don't want to eat as much protein. Uh, you probably... Uh, yeah, don't want to exercise that much, especially for muscle hypertrophy, and you probably want to spend more time on recovery. So there is no best diet. There is the best diet for you right now for your specific goal. So understand that and design your approach accordingly. Number five, 
short-term and long-term approaches are different. What you want to do for a month to lose a few pounds will not be the same thing as you do for maintenance. Understand that and don't be that kind of like fatalist person that uh, if you uh, stop eating your sweets for months in that, you know, humongous amount, you don't have to say no 100% for your whole life, but if you want to keep results, you're probably not going to get back to the exact lifestyle. But for maintenance, it doesn't mean that sometimes you, you know, you uh, can't have candy or um, have a huge meal uh, as a celebration with your family or friends or, uh, or anything. Maintenance is not the same. And sometimes, you know, um, like fasting, let's take fasting. Fasting is amazing for longevity, for health, for weight loss, but obviously you cannot do fasting forever. It's a very short-term approach. Like now you can do it, for example, one day uh, a week, twice a day a week, you know, for some period of time until you reach your goal. And then maintenance phase is going to be different from that. So understand that and don't be that, um, you know, fatalist that if I... If I am on a diet today, then I have to be on a diet or the same exact diet for the rest of my life. No such thing, guys. So um, short-term, long-term, there are differences. Number six, sometimes you do the same thing, but it stops working. Like, for example, you're on a keto diet and you do certain things. And then you lost weight, but maybe not all of the weight, and maybe you're not feeling as great as you thought you would feel by now. And then it just stops progressing. But guess what, guys? Just like you don't expect one exercise program to give you the same progress because your body adapts the same with diet. Your body changes, your body adapts, and they, uh, you know, uh, in keto community, we even have this um, term keto adapted or fat adapted. And what it means is your body getting efficient, burning fats and burning ketones, and probably your weight loss is not going to be the same. Once your body gets efficient with getting energy, you're not going to be losing as much weight. That is an example. So uh, just with like just like with exercise program, you want to change your diet a little bit if you want to get results, if you still have, um, you know, if you still need to go further to reach your goal, be that weight loss or some health goal. So you got to... The most important thing, tracking progress, but we'll talk about that uh, in conclusion. So sometimes, again, you do the same thing, but it stops working and it's normal. Your body adapts to things. Number seven, there is a lot of myth out there, guys, and half-proven facts or poorly designed uh, studies. Just because something says study doesn't mean shit. Like, you know, there are some studies about, for example, fructose and how fructose might be problematic for weight loss. But a lot of times, I mean, most of those studies, I'm not aware of any other studies. If you find those, uh, send them them over. Um, Those studies are designed using fructose as not whole fruit, but actual fructose as uh, sugar separated from the fruit and um, having no fiber, no water, just fructose like you would find in soda, for example, like high fructose corn syrup. And they feed it to mice, not even to people, in humongous amounts. And then they make a conclusion that fructose is not good for you and therefore fruit is not good for you. But fruit and fructose syrup, not the same thing. Just like 
glucose that your body makes from any sorts of carbohydrates, not the same as ingesting yourself with shot of glucose, just not the same, doesn't work the same in the body. And again, just because it says study doesn't mean really anything. You need to dig deeper. You need to look at how that study was made and uh, is it really applicable to real life situation? And uh, because not only the data matters, but also how the data was gathered, like what kind of animals or humans participated in the study for how long and who made the um, the final conclusion and who assessed the data. Because, you know, two people can be presented with the same exact, exact data, but the conclusion they come up with can be completely different based on their experience or on other data they might have. Um, so just because something says study, uh, it's uh, not truth written in stone. And our science, besides all of that, always moves forward. Just because one study says something, uh, you know, uh, the theory of relativity wasn't a thing, uh, before Einstein either, and there was only Newtonian physics, and then they changed it, and um, the theory of relativity, they figured out that that um, works for really for certain objects, and, and Newtonian physics works for other objects. So um, the same as this, you know, what we know from one study doesn't apply to everything and forever. Keep that in mind when you read the next study. Um, number eight, the only approach that works 100% on any diet is evidence-based approach, meaning you do something, it gives you result, and that means it works. If it doesn't give you results that you want to see, it means it doesn't work for you. And yes, you gotta give it a it, you give it, you gotta give it some time, two, three weeks, usually where you gotta see some results. Our body at gotta have some time to adjust, but not so much time. You don't have to do something for half a year to see if it works. Um, it's not necessary a lot of times. So that's why I like to go 100% with any diet approach to see the fastest, whether that works or not. Like for example, with fruit, you know, I I was on a keto diet basically with, with like not zero, but there were like 30 grams of carbohydrates on average with most of it fiber and most of that or all of that uh, on most days was fiber from uh, vegetables. And then I went uh, essentially zero fat, zero protein, zero animal products, high um, high sugar in fruit, but only from whole fruits. And um, I, you know, I'm losing weight. I'm feeling uh, better when energy-wise and uh, what I'm hoping to see as results, I am seeing that. And um, it's evidence-based. So no matter what the studies say, like fruit is bad for you or carbs cause obesity, I'm not getting obese. I'm actually losing weight. So, you know, again, the only approach that is 100% is the one that is evidence-based. What you hear from studies done on mice and when they use fructose instead of whole fruit, it doesn't really compare. Uh, a lot of times to real life. And here is my example. Um, I I was starting to put on more weight than I wanted on a keto diet, but then I switched to high fruit diet and I'm losing weight. Um, so the only approach that works 100%, the one that is evidence-based, your evidence. Nine, Different foods and different combinations of foods taken at different times will produce different results. What do I mean by that? 
Um, some people ask me, like, what are the ideal macros for keto to get the results when it comes to fat loss? Though I do believe there is such thing as better macros, but what matters is where are you getting your macros? Like I might be getting my macros all from Whole Foods and you might be getting protein shakes and fat from the bottle or butter uh, and we will get completely different results. I will get completely different results with the same exact macros but different foods. Um, so foods, actual foods, where you get your carbohydrates, where you get your fats, where you get your proteins, do matter. And vegan diet and plant protein is not the same as animal protein. Um, like if you're on a keto diet, carnivore diet, and you're eating a lot of, you know, protein, uh, just, just understand that, that animal protein is not the same as plant protein. You can be on a high protein diet, but vegan protein, and it will probably from all the data we have be better for you and for your longevity that than, um, animal protein, especially if those animal products are not of the best quality and have too much saturated fat. Um, I'm not against uh, good quality natural saturated fats, but for example, saturated fats from coconut oil are not the same as saturated fats from beef or from pork. So uh, I want you to also understand that next time you go on any kind of diet. Number 10, the same diet, the same exact diet, like the same exact diet applied to different people with different activity levels, let's say a professional athlete and let's say somebody who works um, in an office, you know, produce completely different results, like totally. Somebody can thrive on a diet, um, you know, 5,000 calories of 7,000 calories. And if they're professional athletes, you know, they may actually need it. But then you give the same diet to a person who sits in front of their computer the whole day. Guess what happens? Probably, um, most probably, they're going to put on weight. Most probably, inflammation going to increase. Uh, most probably, they're going to um, have problems with their blood sugar and triglycerides and a lot of other things. So um, one diet might be perfect for one person and might be a disaster for another person. Completely like the same exact diet. And the last, but definitely not least, number 11, fasting. Fasting matters, guys. If you snack all the time and you don't have the least beneficial window of 12 hours of not eating anything, anything, no nutrition, if you don't have that daily, your gut health going to suffer no matter what diet you're on, no matter how many carbs you eat, no matter how vegan you are or not, no matter what, if you don't do some sort of fasting and if you graze all the time, that's going to break your metabolism and your gut health and your performance at some point. Like Especially if you're really young, you can get away with it for a while. But if you constantly eat before bed, if you uh, start eating as soon as you wake up, if you don't allow your body and your gut to rest and recover from food, from nutrition, if you don't allow your um, pancreas to recover uh, from releasing insulin each time that you get any nutrition, if you don't allow your body to recycle your proteins, always being on a um, high-protein diet, you're going to get more problems that you would want and if you fast regularly, you can get away with a lot, a lot of things, a lot more things and still be pretty healthy cons uh, compared to um, someone who does not do any fasting. But as with anything, 
those makes the poison. With fasting, you want to make sure that when you fast, you fast, and when you don't fast, you eat well-balanced nutritional diet so you do not malnourish yourself because malnutrition, as much as fasting, well, malnutrition combined with fasting can also bring problems. So it's not the most fasting you could do, but you need to balance it with good nutrition and rest and recovery because fasting is still stress. Uh, not 12 hour fasting. Like if you fast just for 12 hours a day, that's just the normal thing humans are supposed to do before we got all the electricity and food available 24 seven. Um, but more than that, prolonged fasting, you know, more than 16 hours, like 20, 22, or doing a complete day of fasting several days a week. You know, some people get really crazy with that. And that also can cause problem because your body needs nutrition just like your body needs fasting. But other than that, fasting is amazing and it's going to make most diet much better. And then as a conclusion, what you can do based on everything you heard today, based on all my lessons from all the failures and just a lot, a lot of dieting experience, what can you take away from this and start applying to your life and your diet and nutrition to get the results that you want faster and less less painfully? Number one, know your goals and priorities. First and foremost, that is what you need to know. What are you optimizing for? What is it you're trying to do? What's your problem? If it's not broken, don't fix it. (laughs) That's as simple as that. So know your goals, your priorities, and optimize for that. Then you figure out your goals, your priorities, you set a goal, and then make a plan that makes sense. So do some research, maybe ask around, you know, ask people like me or someone who has experience, uh, professional, better uh, in nutrition and uh, in dieting or health, depends on your goal. So seek advice, but most importantly, do first create a plan that makes sense. And um, how it makes sense, you know, the criteria, how you judge it will be different, but do make a smart plan, not some crash diet that you know you're not going to be able to do, or you know that's going to bring you right back where you started or even worse. So make, make a good plan that makes sense. Track progress, number three. You got to know whether you're moving forward or not. So what's your goal, your priority? Design your tracking system based on that. If it's simply weight, then track your weight. If it's body fat, then track your body fat. If it's, you know, lipids, triglycerides, or cholesterol in your blood, track that. If that's your fasting glucose or inflammation levels, track that. Depending on your goal, design your tracking protocol. And number four, adjust what you do based on actual evidence. So, Create your tracking system and every time you track, you assess whether you're moving forward and you got to keep going or something doesn't work and you got to change something. So adjust based only, only on evidence, not on like, you know, wishful thinking or some miracle thinking, I don't know. And number five, once you hit your goal, create a maintenance plan. A lot of people, a lot, a lot of people, you know, more than 90% of people gain weight back when it comes to weight loss. You know why? Because they never create maintenance plan. 
they think, or I lose that weight and then I get back right to where I was, to my old lifestyle. But guess what? The lifestyle that brought all your pounds, all the health problems, when you come back to that, that's going to bring the exact same problems and probably even worse because, again, nobody's getting younger and the older we are, the more time we spend on earth, the tougher things get health-wise. So create maintenance plan after you hit your goal. That is the thing for a long-term success. It's not only important to learn how to get to your goal, but also important to learn how to maintain it. Otherwise, it's all just a waste of time. What's the purpose of losing five pounds, gaining five pounds, and being in that perpetual sucks, uh, perpetual cycle of uh, just feeling frustrating, frustrated that you just you know not being able to maintain the results. If you want to maintain some result, create a maintenance strategy. And end of story. <laughs> so hey guys, thank you for tuning in this whole week again. Next week gonna be better, but anyway. Um, Make sure that every time you listen to a podcast, at the end of the podcast, ask yourself, what did I learn today? Like, what what maybe was interesting or what made you think differently? But uh, the best question is, what did you learn today? And how you can apply it to your life to make your life better in some way. Always, always, always ask yourself, what did I learn today? Because at the end of the day, the the goal of this podcast is to is to help you to learn something new and something useful and by applying it to your life get better get stronger get smarter get leaner so do that what did you learn today ask yourself that every time that's it for this week guys I'm really, really grateful for your time and your attention and all your good uh, words and your feedback that I get on in my email, in my um, DM, on Twitter, on a lot of different uh, sorts of social media, on Quora, where I answer a lot of questions. Thank you. Thank you for a lot of things. And have an amazing, joyful, but also a healthy and fit weekend. I'll talk to you next week. And as usual, till next time, eat better daily.